You're listening to Sunday Reflections on Gripped. So this Sunday we celebrate Corpus Christi and Corpus Christi is really the, the celebration of the, the body of Christ as, as it says. Uh, the fact that uh, at the Last Supper Jesus said to the disciples, this is my body. And then with the, the, the handing the bread to them and then with the cup with the wine he said this is my blood and uh, give it to them and that we do believe that that is really the uh, becomes and is transformed from the wine and the bread into the body and blood of the lord and um and it's not just that we believe that i mean it has in belief as in <laughs> a faith belief we we are sure of it and first of all i suppose uh, before talking a little bit more about it uh, why we uh, about the, the, the actually how we know it um, I think it is it's, it's, it's important to kind of take time and think about this uh, because there has been so many instances especially recently where it seems that well by the, 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 the way that, that, that people behave in perceiving uh, our Lord and, and even uh, sometimes not don't seem to realize what the host that they receive is that it is really the body of Christ and that it is not just um, a symbol or a, a pretense or a thing that we um, yeah we pretend that is uh, is the body of Christ no it is actually the body of, of Christ and as such between our, our I suppose our, our or interaction with it uh, should be as such as well uh, so it is not that we receive the host and put it uh, away or take it with us home or something like that no I mean if we, we receive it either receive it on the tongue or we receive it in the hands or whatever it, uh, the way it is locally done and what the preferences are we we consume it straight away uh, because we do believe it is the Lord uh, that is is really uh, given to us and that uh, that is why we have to consume it because that is what we are uh, told to do i suppose at the last supper the example has been given um that is how we share so um but it also means that we have to renew sometimes our maybe our um understanding of the um of 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 the sacrament to kind of because if we especially if it, if we go regularly to mass it could be that uh, it becomes something that comes natural I mean that it becomes a habit to a certain extent you know I mean we we kind of lose maybe that that sense of of the sacred the the mystery and uh, so we have to renew that because also the more open our hearts are the more we uh, we partake of the mystery but also the grace that comes with it because the Lord really if this is really His body. Um, it is his body that we receive and that becomes part of us and we become part of him so supernaturally this is what gives us our life our life's food the food for our soul so there's also the most important thing we can do and should really be the highlight of our week of, of our day um, even if it is sometimes hard to kind of emotionally feel it that way we know it spiritually that that is what nourishes us so why how do we know that this is true well i think the the strongest argument well first of all jesus told us and he didn't say it was a symbol or that it was um he actually says do, do this in memory of me but then in the hebrew sense of memory it means making present again so when we actually celebrate the last supper we actually present again in this 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 one sacrifice um I suppose the whole the whole uh, celebration is from um, the Last Supper to the the 
the dying on the cross. So, I mean, that whole presence, the, the sacrifice that Jesus made for us, and which we partake um, in of the sacrifice, happens and we make it present again. So, but also, uh, I think the uh, a very strong indication is in the sixth chapter of St. John, um, where Jesus starts to give this teaching, and this was before the Last Supper, of course. So nobody really knew what he was going to do or what, how it would unfold. But this is where he says that uh, unless you eat the, the flesh of man and drink his blood, you will not have life in you. And I think that those are very strong words. And indeed, um, and it would be good to go to chapter 6 and read this and, and reflect upon it. Um, the, I mean, it is that strong that a lot of people left and said, this is a hard saying. Um, each time when Jesus added a little bit of this teaching, they kind of challenge him and he never backs off. He never said, no, I, I mean it as a symbol. It is only um, it's a symbolic communion or, you know, no, it is every time he makes it stronger. This is my uh, body. This is my blood. So basically he's telling uh, them to be cannibals and eat him. Um, and obviously people do have difficulties with it. And a lot of people turn away. But he doesn't say like, oh, you didn't understand me properly. No, he says to his disciples, will you go away as well? And they say, Peter says, I think uh, the, the line is that, Lord, you have the, the message of eternal life. Well, Lord, where should we go? You have the message of eternal life. So... This is a very serious kind of teaching and naturally for the disciples it was strange and they didn't know what it meant. But now we do. That the Lord has made it, it has provided the sacrament in a way that is in an unbloody manner we can participate. So by using his body um, in the form of bread and, um, and what it appears in the form of bread I should say and uh, as blood that appears in the form of wine, we have a way of participating in this, uh, this command to eat his flesh and drink his blood, uh, to have life in us, in an unbloody manner, in a manner that is convenient, I suppose you could say, that is reasonably easy to do. Um, so there's the two miracles there. First of all, the, the bread and the wine changes into his body and blood. I suppose maybe not the, 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 the to a certain extent maybe almost the lesser miracle because but then also the, the second miracle is that while that happens it remain the properties remain of what we would expect of bread and wine so that is what it tastes like but having said that the lord never really asks us to to have complete uh, blind faith and there's hundreds of eucharistic miracles around the world uh, and I suppose one of the best one known is in Lanciano, where the a priest, and I can't remember, it's, it's, it's one and a half thousand years ago, but it's 50, I don't know which century it is, a long time ago, um, a priest doubted that it was actually true, and actually the host changed into his flesh, uh, in Jesus' flesh, and the wine changed into blood, uh, and it's still there, fresh, uh, without any preservatives, naturally. Uh, they didn't even have them uh, much at the time. Um, it's still there, it's still flesh, uh, it's still blood, and it can be seen, and, and it has also been tested that it is a cross-section of the heart, and that it is uh, that it is real human blood, So, uh, and that the blood of the, the, the flesh and the, the blood in the, the wine that turned into blood, yeah, actually the same um, blood group as well. Um, if I recall it correctly. So, I mean, the Lord does give us these signs to show us that 
uh, it is actually true what we believe in that it is that it does actually happen um, and that we can have faith that it also happens each time we come to mass and that each time when we receive him we really receive him so um, really something to to ponder I suppose um, to ponder on especially this Sunday but every time we receive that it is really his 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 body uh, and and blood if we receive the chalice but I mean it's it's, it's the whole we receive in the host anyway can really separate uh, Jesus so when we receive him he becomes really part of us we become part of him and his grace can really work in our hearts and work in our lives <laughs>